You're listening to Lead by Example with Dr. Omega, a podcast for all leaders. This podcast is designed to help all leaders enhance their leadership skills and build leadership capacity. And now, here's your host, Dr. Omega W. Wilson, CEO and founder of Innovative Strategies Consulting, LLC, educational consultant, leadership development coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Lead by Example podcast. I am Dr. Omega Wilson, and yes, 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 I've been MIA, but I am excited. I'm so excited to be back with you all. Yes, life has been lifing, as they say, the younger people say, but I've been dealing with some different things, but guess what? I'm back. And today, what I'm going to talk to you about is Leadership Unleashed, the Power of Accountability. I'm going to say that one more time for you. Leadership Unleashed, the Power of Accountability. This is the podcast where I'm going to explore the transformative power of accountability in leadership. So today, what I'm going to do is take a deep dive into the critical concept of accountability. I'm going to show you and talk to you about mastering the art of holding yourself accountable, master the art of holding your team accountable. And the reason why I'm stuck on this right now, John Maxwell always says or often says the hardest person to lead is yourself. And people fail to realize you can't really lead a team if you're not going to hold yourself accountable, if you're not going to lead yourself, if you're not going to make sure that you are examining yourself first. Majorly holding yourself accountable. You can't just go and say, let me just make sure I'm grabbing this team and holding this team accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable. So as John Maxwell says, we want to make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable, make sure that we're leading ourselves by example. So when we talk about accountability, I just have to be clear and say accountability is not just a buzzword. I personally and honestly feel like it's the bedrock of successful leadership, to be honest with you. It's the linchpin that can determine your team's success or failure. You've heard the terminology before, inspect what you expect. Are you holding your team accountable? Are you just putting things up on the wall and seeing how it's going to stick and putting things out there in the atmosphere and not really holding people accountable? And then at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you're wondering why it did not work. You got to check your accountability. So here today, what I'm going to do is provide you with a comprehensive guide to how to cultivate a culture of accountability from understanding its significance to practical strategies for implementation. I'm going to have you covered today, okay? I have you today. So I'm going to give you a number of different points. Actually, I'm probably going to give you like seven different points that I want to make. Seven quick points. This isn't going to be a long podcast, but I want to give you seven points. Point number one, when we're talking about accountability, when we're talking about holding ourselves accountable, when we're talking about holding our team accountable, number one, I want you to understand the significance of accountability. Write that down, please. Understand the significance of accountability. All right. What does that mean exactly? Like I stated a few minutes ago, it's more than just checking a box, holding yourself accountable, holding others accountable. It's the lifeblood of a thriving organization. You have to realize that accountability shapes your organizational culture. It drives performance and also honestly fosters trust among your team members. Okay. If you have a team and everybody knows what the mission is, everybody knows what the vision is, 
it's okay for the team members to hold each other accountable as well. It's okay for you as a leader to put that in place and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here are our goals that we're going to accomplish. Now I need everybody to hold each other accountable. Who's going to be your accountability partner? Okay. As a leader, you should make sure that your team has accountability partners. And that's not to smack somebody's hand, but it's to help strengthen somebody's skill set. It's to help somebody to grow so that the whole team can grow. Okay. It's about taking ownership of actions and results, not merely assigning blame. Because sometimes I'm talking to leaders and everybody, to be honest with you, but sometimes people know how to play the the blame game. We know how to quickly say it didn't work because of them. It didn't work because they did not do. It would have worked if they would have. Well, you got to also look at what did, did you make it clear? We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, clear expectations. But did you make it clear? When they walked away from the table, did everybody understand the assignment? Did you understand the assignment? And how often are you holding yourself accountable? It's about you, but it's also deeper than you. And the reason I say that is because you are the leader. You are the visionary. You are to lay it on the line for your team. But again, it's up to you to inspect what you expect. You can't just put it out there. And when it doesn't come to fruition, you go blaming somebody. Did you do your part as a leader? You have to realize that accountability empowers individuals and teams to take responsibility for their actions. That's what you're doing as a leader, leading to continuous improvement and growth because you want to improve. And while you're improving, you want to see the actual growth that has been made. So point number one, understand the significance of accountability. Point number two, I got a book to go along with this. You know what it is. Lead by example. Point number two is lead by example. I want you to ask yourself this question. How does my team see me? How do they view me? Do they view me as an effective leader or do they know that I am somebody who is indecisive? I don't know how to make decisions. I'm just going to come up with something and I'm not going to have a plan of accountability. Or do they know that if Dr. Wilson says it, it's going to happen. Dr. Wilson is going to help us to choose these accountability partners. We're going to meet on a weekly basis. We're going to meet on a biweekly basis. We're going to have checkpoints. We're going to have to talk about this when we come together as a team. When you're leading by example as a leader, you have to realize that you're the beacon that your team looks up to. You are the leader. Nothing bothers me more than seeing somebody with a title who is truly not leading. And they're so busy delegating everything to everyone else and staying in their office or, you know, not just showing up. As a leader, for whatever that title that is that you have, you signed up for that. And being that you signed up, you have to show up. Your actions, your values, your ethics, all of that sets the tone for your team's accountability culture. So when you're leading by example, it's also important for you to be consistent. And I love that word because consistency for me brings about strong habits. It's one thing for somebody to say, let's just use a gym for a while. Everybody at the beginning of the year always has resolutions. I'm going to the gym. January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, all the way to the 15th or something. It's kind of loaded in there. But when you check it, February 15th is still loaded. And then you wonder why you don't have the results that you want. How consistent are you being? Same thing with your calendar planning. Same thing with your calendar management. Are you managing your calendar consistently? Are you being on time as a leader? Are you being punctual as a leader? You've heard me say this before. The night before you go to bed, You should always know what's on your calendar the next day. If you don't, when you wake up, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already behind the eight ball if you don't know. The night before, when you go to bed, you should always know what's on you. Is that level of consistency showing up every single day. Consistency in your behavior 
can inspire others to follow suit. You know, it's like you're creating a ripple effect of accountability throughout your organization because here's what you have to realize. Somebody is always watching you. The sad part is they're either watching you to fail. The good part is they're watching you to succeed and be successful. Okay. So consistency for me is a strong word because it emphasizes, I like to say, the importance of creating good habits, like I said, that can lead to productivity and effectiveness. So point number one, understand the significance of accountability. Number two, I want you to always lead by example. Purchase my book. You can check that out online, lead by example. It's a devotion that I created. I think it was last year. I wrote it, made a daily devotion, a 90-day devotion for leaders, all leaders. It has quotes in there. It has spoke an area of focus. Okay. Thought for the day, all of that, affirmations, strong questions for you to assess yourself as a leader. Point number three, here we go. This is what I talked about a few minutes ago, creating clear expectations. Are you as a leader creating clear expectations? Are you being average with your expectations? Are you stretching your team to the next level? You got to realize that accountability flourishes in an environment where everybody knows their roles and their responsibilities. Nothing pains me again more when I see a leader having a meeting, people walk away from the table, they're utterly confused. They go to the break room, they go outside, they send text messages, they call it, what in the world was that all about? I don't know, what, 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 what? Because you weren't clear as a leader. You must communicate your expectations effectively realizing that that's a whole nother podcast that I'm going to do on communication because you have to realize that everyone does not communicate the same way and watch your tone when you're communicating. But leaders have to communicate effectively, efficiently, minimizing misunderstandings and fostering accountability. So what does all of that mean? When you are laying it on the line for your team, when you're letting your team know what the expectations are, are you really spelling it out? Are you pointing it out individually to people so that they will know what their role is? Are they clear on their responsibilities? Or are you beating around the bush because you very well may not want to ruffle somebody's feathers because you know that they don't want to do a particular assignment? But guess what? Leader, you signed up for this. It's not about ruffling feathers. It's about getting the job done, whatever job that very well may be, whether it's in a school, whether it's in a church, whether it's in an organization, whether it's a Fortune 500 company. I don't care what it is. You're in a position as a leader and you have to lead by example. You have to create clear expectations, clarity and expectations. It's going to ensure that everyone is in alignment and working towards what? That common goal, one mission, one sound. That's what you always want to have. Everybody working toward that one common goal, clear expectations. All right. I hope you're following along with me. Y'all know I get excited about it. Point number four is to empower your team, empower your team. Okay. How do you empower your team? Because you're leading by example. You're leading by example. You got to realize as a leader, yes, sometimes we have to wear the mask. And I often tell people, you used to tell people, leave that at the door, leave that baggage at the door, leave that luggage at the door, leave that garbage at the door, but leave it home. Just get rid of it. Because what you have to realize is that again, people are depending on you. So sometimes you have to wear that mask so that you can smile instead of frowning, communicating with a smile building relationships, letting people know, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of the work that you did. I see you. I want you to know I, saw, I, I appreciate the extra time that you did to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three. It's going to help you to trust to foster greater accountability in this particular area. All right. You're going to be allowing your team to take ownership of their development as well. 
But when you're empowering your team, you want to give them some different power, some different autonomy as well. But you also want to know that, want them to know that, hey, I trust them. I trust you. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to stand over top of you to make sure you're doing this particular job. Empower your team and let them know that you care about them. Point number five, this is strong, you all. Handle accountability gaps. Don't just ignore the gaps that exist in your school or your division or your church or your organization or your company. You have to address these gaps and addressing the gaps, the accountability gaps. You got to know as a leader, that's common. That's a common challenge because everybody is trying to close some type of gap so that you can come together, be in alignment and grow to the next level. But when you are addressing these accountability gaps, you want to always provide constructive and positive feedback to implement corrective actions. You don't want to hammer somebody over the head. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. This didn't work out because of you. No, you have to realize everybody is going through something. You don't know what cross somebody else is carrying. It may not be your business to know their personal business, but you have to realize that everybody wants to be respected. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be treated with respect. So when you are closing these accountability gaps and providing constructive feedback to implement this corrective action or these corrective actions, make sure that you're maintaining a positive growth oriented mindset throughout this process. And some of this stuff, you very well may say, well, that's, that's common sense as a leader. I should be positive, but you will be amazed at the number of leaders who are not positive. You'll be amazed at the number of leaders who take somebody else's word and write a letter of reprimand on somebody. I dealt with somebody this morning. One of my clients was really, really concerned because she has been in a particular position for over 20 years. For over 20 years, her supervisor has known her for 10 of those 20 years, never gotten a letter of reprimand because somebody said something that something that something. They, yeah, they gave her a due diligence, but gave her a letter of reprimand. And I'm like, that's because they don't value you. They don't value you and they don't respect you. So what do you do about that next? Well, that's another conversation. And it's unique to whatever situation that you're dealing with, of course, but you want to be positive. You want people to know that you trust them. You have to realize that, like I stated a few minutes ago, and like you found out with me, life is happening for people. These last three years, we have been through a lot. So whether you're in education or whether you're in, in corporate or wherever you very well may be, I know I have pastors on here who listen to my podcast as well. People are going through a lot and everybody is weathering some type of storm. You don't know what situation people may be dealing with when they leave you. So what do you do as a leader? Your job is to remain positive, remain upbeat, have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, and let people be happy about coming to work. You don't want people to be like, I got to go to work tomorrow. I hate to see that supervisor. Is that how people view you? And the purpose of the whole leadership lead by example podcast is so that you can assess yourself. Same thing with my book. You need to assess yourself because all the time, let's be clear, it's not everybody else all the time. It's not everybody else all the time. You want to approach these accountability gaps as opportunities for improvement and learning rather than punitive measures. Opportunities for growth, improvement, and learning. So point number five, handle accountability gaps gently. Let me add that word in there. Handle it gently. Be kind to people. Show love. Speaking about showing love, point number six, build a culture of accountability. I believe that's the holy grail of leadership. I believe that's the holy grail of leadership, building a culture of accountability, building a culture of love, building a culture of trust, building a culture of of strong and positive communication. You got to figure out how to ingrain accountability into your team's DNA. 
creating a self-sustaining environment where everybody assumes responsibility for their actions, not only their actions, but their outcomes. It's a team. It's a team. This is where accountability transcends being a practice. You got to make sure that it becomes a way of life. So when we're talking about building a culture of accountability, I want you to really, really think about, like I said a few minutes ago, because this is about you as a leader or you who are getting ready to be a leader. What does your culture look like? What does your climate look like when they walk into the building? I was working with somebody in a school system not long ago. I asked this question of the team. I was shocked out of my socks when an assistant principal stated, I said, talk to me about the culture. Talk to me about climate in your building. And she was like, there is no love. When you hit the front door, there is no love. My mouth flew open. And I'm like saying to myself, are, are you really saying this? This this is happening. We, we hear you. And so it was your principal. And I was glad that, that, that she said it, to be honest with you, because she was up front. I was shocked. You can't lead without love. You can't lead without love because nobody wants to be around a sourpuss. No one wants to be around a negative Nancy. No one wants to be around a negative Norman. People want to be in an environment that's positive. People want to be in an environment that's thriving. People want to be in an environment that's happy, that's peaceful. You've heard the term before, protect your peace. So nobody wants to come to an environment that has a negative culture, climate, where people are bickering, where people are constantly stabbing you in your back, where you cannot be trusted. It's all about your culture. It's all about your culture. What type of culture have you as a leader created? Ask yourself that question. Pause right there and just think. Pause this whole podcast if you have to. And I want you just to really let that resonate on the lines of your mind and ask yourself, what type of culture have I created? Is it warm? Is it loving? Are they wearing a mask around me? Do these people want to be here? Do they know how to hold themselves accountable? Or is it always somebody trying to duck out of work? Is it always somebody trying to shortcut something? Depending on your answer to these questions, is it because of you? If you can honestly say my culture, my climate, my building looks great. The culture that I have created is positive. It's upbeat. They come to me for a pick me up. Hats off to you. Keep doing it. That's the way it should be. Point number six, build a culture of accountability. Point number seven, my final point, be accountable in challenging times. <laughs> like I said, we have weathered storms, not a storm. The pandemic bought something out of a lot of us. It bought something out of everybody that we didn't even know existed. I don't care what it was. I don't care. It bought something out of everybody because everybody had to change in the world. The entire world changed. Not just Virginia, where I am, not just Richmond, not just the East Coast, the entire, not the United States, the entire world changed. As a leader, did you make significant changes that worked for your team? Did you make significant changes that worked for your team? I know I'm going to get some backlash and it's okay, but I know that a lot of people made the changes and I don't know the companies and corporations, sorry, a lot of school divisions made changes when it came to being virtual. You know, as far as schools are concerned, the virtual worked for a lot of students. Contrary to popular belief, it worked for a lot of adults and, and faculty and staff members. Everybody can't do that in-person thing. I'm a different person than where I was years ago, years ago, years ago, of course. I don't think I can sit for eight hours anywhere. Not a nine to five. I can't do a nine to five. I can't go to college and sit down. I don't even know if I can do it virtually. I got a different level of attention deficit going on right now. And I'm 55. How are the kids doing with that? How are the faculty and staff doing with that? I personally think that every school system needs to figure out how to make give give students the option, not just have a small school for 300 kids that's going to be virtual. More than 300 kids sometimes need to be virtual. Faculty and staff need to be virtual as well. In my book, 
Hats off to a lot of the corporations who are continuing to make it optional. But I say all of that to say, did you change with the times or are you still trying to get back to 2019 or what, February of 2020, wishing for the things of old that used to be? Because you have to realize during challenging times in the world, that affects families, that affects lives, that affects people. People bring that dramatization to school or to work. How do you handle that? It's critically important that while these challenges are going on, yes, accountability still has to take place. But how are you holding your people accountable during this time? How are you holding yourself accountable? Or are you just saying, man, things are crazy around here. Just everybody do what you want to do. Whether we're navigating through a crisis situation or adapting to remote work scenarios or just ensuring that your team, your team stays on track, no matter the circumstance, true leadership shines during adversity. You cannot be a leader who is going to cower, who is going to hide, who is going to have a limp back, who is going to duck, who is going to be indecisive. That's not a leader. That's a coward. And you cannot be a coward in leadership. You have to stand beside your decision-making, stand flat-footed and firm in your decision-making. Leaders, people don't want a leader who is going to be wishy-washy. We're going to have a meeting today at three. No, we're going to do it tomorrow. Well, never mind. We're going to do it. Just don't worry about it. Or I think that we're going to do this this schedule, this, or we're going to change it. Or I, I, I put up this vision. No, I want to go to this vision that I thought that we were going to do. No, nobody wants to live like that. Nobody wants to be led by that. So like that. So those were seven quick points I wanted to give you. Again, leadership unleashed, the power of accountability. Let me go back through them. Point number one, understand the significance of accountability. Point number two, lead by example. <laughs> Excuse me. And if you want to get my book, all you have to do is go to bit.ly backslash lead by example journal. Bit.ly backslash lead by example journal. Point number two, lead by example. Point number three, create clear expectations. Point number four, empower your team, y'all. Make it fun. Don't make it tedious. Empower your team. Point number five, handle accountability gaps. Close those gaps that exist. This thing depends on you. It's all about you right now. See how hard you can go as a leader. See how much growth you can make as a leader. Don't get too weary. Don't get weary at all. How's that? Point number six, build a culture of accountability. Point number seven, be accountable in challenging times. Weather this storm, arch your back, elongate this neck, your neck and march forward and make sure you are making positive decisions. Make sure that you are leading with excellence at all times. As I conclude this podcast, I want you to remember that accountability is the cornerstone. I believe it's the cornerstone of effective leadership. Remember that by fostering a culture of accountability within your team, you're unlocking their full potential in setting them up for unparalleled success. Let me say that again. When you are fostering a culture of accountability within your team and within yourself, you're unlocking your full potential and your team's full potential. And you're setting them up for unparalleled success. That's the name of the game. Hold yourself accountable. Hold your team accountable. I want to thank you for joining me today on this journey through the world of leadership and accountability. I want to encourage you to apply these principles and strategies in your leadership role, your daily walk, your leadership roles, plural. And I'm confident 
that if you apply these strategies, you're going to witness remarkable transformations in your team's performance and your organization's success. Stay accountable, stay visionary, and keep leading with unwavering love and purpose. Until next time, if you are interested in being coached, mentored, or if you need some leadership development for your team, if you need some leadership development for your team as an executive member on the John Maxwell team or the Maxwell Leadership Certified Team, I would love to work with you and your team. I have a number of resources that I would love to offer you, the leadership game, some disc assessments that I would love to work with you on to help you and your team grow to the next level. People say, Dr. Wilson, what is it that you do? I build talent within teams and organizations to help individuals and teams aspire and achieve their goals and dreams. I want to help you. You can reach me at omega at iscllc.com. Again, that is omega at iscllc.com, which is Innovative Strategies Consulting, or call me. I'm right here with you, 804-218-1410. I look forward to hearing from you very, very soon. I will see you again really, really soon on the next episode. Until then, thank you. God bless you and have a wonderful day.